I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Europa League preview semifinals. The second leg closes as Arsenal host Villarreal and Manchester United visit Roma. Joseph Mourinho's new team. We got Jimmy Conrad, James Bench to discuss Europa League and who gets to the final. Que golazo begins right now. Hey, listeners, we've reached that point of the year where there's a lot, a lot of sports going on at once, which is why we wanted to tell you about the CBS Sports app and how it's not just the best scoring app for your phone, but it's also where you get breaking news, alerts, stories by us, standing, schedules, team pages, and all the sportsy digital stuff you're used to. And of course, if a game is airing on CBS, that means it's streaming on the CBS Sports app. Easy, right? Just download it, re-download it. And if it's got that little cloud logo next to it on your phone, and you know we love those five-star ratings, so please don't hesitate to drop one for the app. Thank you so much, Keo Lasso listeners. Let's get back to the show. Everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso, our Europa League semi-final second leg preview. Jimmy Conrad wearing a Roma. <laughs> so excited. Roma, Roma, Roma. <laughs> We're winning the treble, baby. Let's go. Oh my god, James. I know that you and <laughs> good to have you, Jimmy. James, I know that you and I are going, yeah, give it till November, and then it's gonna be a different time. James Bench, how are you, my friend? Whoa. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome, everybody. Que golazo Europa League. Second leg semifinals. And we begin, uh, of course, two big games. Well, one of them you could say is done and dusted. It's about just showing up, I guess. But let's begin with Arsenal hosting Villarreal. Uh, Villarreal with a 2-1 lead. Kind of a crazy game in the first leg. James, I want to begin with you with just the latest updates with Arsenal. Um, more intriguing team news. Uh, Kieran Tierney and David Luiz trained on Tuesday for the first time with their teammates. So they'll have had two full sessions. Um, Tierney in particular may well be available. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's had a bout of malaria that he says meant he lost four kilos in weight. He says he's 90% physically there and 110% mentally, which adds up to 200%. So that's great. Um, and even David Luiz who came out of the Newcastle win with a hamstring injury. He's pushing to play. We shall see if he's uh, involved in any capacity, but he would be a, a big boost. So I, mean, I think we maybe got a bit carried away in the first leg with, with all these returning players and, and some of them returned, but most of them didn't. Um, but I mean, Tierney in particular would be a huge boost for us. Will so, he start? Uh, Will he start bench Tierney? I think I think so. This is, you know, I mean, we'll talk about this more, but this is the biggest game of Arsenal's season. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah. you kind of are justified in in risking his his fitness a little bit. Um, I think Tierney probably will start. Um, probably not Luis, but yeah, I think Tierney, if he's even slightly fit, he'll start. It makes okay. such a big difference because I thought that Villarreal in particular tried to create one v ones against Granite Jacket left back, 
every time they got the ball, that was definitely something they thought about. Chukwezi against Xhaka, let's go. And that led to the first goal. And Ceballos, I didn't think, covered very well in that one. I actually think Danny Ceballos having a red card helps Arsenal. I think he's been a liability for them, especially in the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I want to come to you now because of those updates uh, to carry on on this. But I, I want to just, let's go back a little bit to the first leg for a second. Because uh, Villarreal 2-1 lead. But, you know... I think Una Emery is looking back at that tape and ruining at the fact that it's only 2-1. I, I, you know, especially because of Danny Ceballos getting that red in the 57th minute. Obviously, Capoeira got one way later on. But I think that, you know, when you look at the statistics, at, at least, Arsenal were actually, at least for the purpose of possession, doing better. It, it wasn't, you know, that far off. I just, I'm very surprised that it's such a weird game that it ended 2-1. So I'm wondering what the mentality is not so much of Arsenal, because I really do think that obviously Mikel Arteta is, we got to, you know, we got we to gotta go for this win. Obviously, we're trailing 2-1, but getting that away goal is super precious. So I wonder what Unai Emery is thinking here, Jimmy, in this second leg. I think, he, I think he's thinking that there was a five-minute swing in this particular game, and that was when Gerard Moreno had both corners to shoot at. He's in, and he needs one of the hottest players in, in Europe right now. And Bern Leno makes, for me, the save of the season for Arsenal. Yeah. And tips tips it over the bar. Five minutes later, Arsenal get a penalty. And they score it. So it went from being, and probably should have been, 3-0 to 2-1. And now everything changes. And now gives so much hope to Arsenal. The thing I have an issue with with Arsenal, I have a lot of issues with Arsenal. <laughs> this one in particular. They're, they're winless in their last five at the Emirates. That's concerning <laughs> in some ways. Villarreal excellent away from home, unbeaten in the Europa League. We're going to get into the odds a little bit here uh, shortly, but on William Hill, Arsenal are the heavy favorites. And I was like, are these, are they, are these, are these guys, the stat, have they seen the stats? Did they watch anything? Cause, cause you can yeah. get some unbelievable action on Villarreal right now. That's very and Premier League bias. Absolutely. It is, I, I get, I, I can feel it in some ways. So I'm kind of curious as to where you guys are going to go with things and what your results are going to be. But that aside, I think that that if I'm Une Emery, I'm looking at back at that five minutes going, we had it there. We could have ended the whole the whole two legged affair in those five minutes. A little unlucky that penalty was called, by the way, because Saka kicked kicked out his leg. Whatever. He's dabbling in the dark arts of how to draw a penalty. I respect it. That's part of the game. But it's given Arsenal a lifeline, a big lifeline. And if we look at the ends, when Aubameyang came on. He had an unbelievable opportunity at the end of the game to make it 2-2 and he missed and then he scored on the weekend. Yeah. His conf- he's a confidence guy for me. And so when he says he's 110% mentally, I'm in. I'm buying in. I think Aubameyang's going to score in this one. I just think he's going to ride that momentum. I think he's going to start. And obviously, he's got some very talented youngsters underneath him that are going to provide him good service. So I don't know what you guys think the result's going to be. But I think Aubameyang's going to have a big part in, in what happens one way or the other. Yeah. James, what do you think? Because I, I, I'd love to know what you saw in the first leg and what you'd like to see in the second. I think, I mean, there were an awful lot of incomprehensible tactical decisions starting from the outset, playing Emil Smith-Rowe as a, what, him and Erdegaard as sort of tens with no nine. Yeah, um, weird. And Smith-Rowe more as the forward. Uh, it, you know, that's a position he's never, ever played before. And I mean, I've spoken to people who know him going back. But it works for Manchester and City and Pep Guardiola, <laughs> Benj. And that's where Kevin he was Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> De Bruyne. That's all I'm saying. Um, I actually thought worse, though, and maybe it's because I've seen this movie a lot with Emery, was his decision at halftime to take off Alcacer and bring on Coquelin. And they didn't get any more control because they were still outnumbered in midfield. Um, 
And they just, you know, they, they had that Marino chance and it was, he should have scored, but that was about it in the second half. Mm. I think, you know, going back to what Jimmy was saying, I was really struck when I saw that Arsenal were such strong favourites. But I do, I do think they're, a, they're the better team and you would expect them to win on the night, all things being equal. But their capacity to, to self-destruct is, I think, without parallel in the English leagues in Europe. Um, I mean, if you look at the two goals they conceded, Danny Ceballos, I mean, as a whole, throughout this Europa League, he's making an advertisement for why he should never play another minute for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second was the second goal was even worse. I thought it was two uncontested touches in the six-yard box. Yeah. So there was a lot of talk about how valuable the the away goal was. And you know, before, when we were previewing, Luis, we all agreed two-one was a perfectly reasonable score for Arsenal. Yep. But then the more I, when when you saw them play like that, I just don't believe they can keep a clean sheet. You know, I asked Arteta in the press conference, you know, I said, I think they've made 14 errors leading to shots, nine errors leading to goals this season. How do you coach that out of players? He just said it's impossible to an extent, but you kind of need to be able to get them to a level where it's not a recurring theme like it yeah. is so... And I'm no, I'm no, uh, I'm no, I'm no manager, but I, you also don't say that publicly, maybe. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to process that that answer from Arteta. It's impossible to help players that are essentially saying my players are bad, and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> talk about be a manager. Talk about adding insult to injury. I love it. <laughs> he was in a strange mood today. He, he was like my line of questioning. Yeah, it definitely seems it. Well, you gave him facts and he got a little uh, nervous. But listen, regardless, the away goal is important. And I think it could be the difference. To both your points, Arsenal has very much the tradition of being Arsenal. And it's a little scary when you think about it, what you just said, Jimmy, which, you know, at the Emirates as well, they're not necessarily doing that well. So... Jimmy, let me ask you this before we get into the predictions and stuff and we move on to United, which will be a much shorter conversation. But let's talk about I want to what what can what can Villarreal do in order to make sure that they don't throw this away? Well, they've won their last nine Europa League matches, so I think maybe just kind of stick with what they're doing. You know, Uh, fix it. Yeah. yeah, Une Emery is a master of this competition. He's proven it. He got Arsenal to the final uh, not too long ago as well. My only concern with Unai Emery is just him not getting in his own way. He obviously, he's a human being, and he got unceremoniously fired from Arsenal. He's going to want to get redemption. He's going to want to get his revenge, la revancha. But but that could lead to him overthinking. And right now, he started Paco Alcacer over the weekend, and that was a bit of a surprise because everybody yeah. thought Carlos Baca was going to start, and Alcacer would start this one. It looks like Baca's going to start next uh, alongside Gerard Moreno. So that's an interesting one and obviously something that Arsenal is going to have to take into consideration. That said, Alcacer coming off the bench is going to be dangerous as well. And he scored a lot of goals in this competition and, and uh, finds his way in and around the box. So, so they're already, you can already see some tinkering is kind of where I'm going with that as an example. Villarreal still obviously competing to, to stay in, in, in contention for a Europa League spot in La Liga. So they've got multiple things that they're con, con, you know considering right now. But yes, this is probably look, looking towards their biggest... Their, their biggest game of the season, very similar to Arsenal. So for me, it's just don't get in your own way. I, I would just make sure Aubameyang's hot. You just got to track him in the box in particular. To Benj's point earlier, they did get outnumbered in midfield, but now that there's going to be somewhat more of a traditional number nine up top, that it might actually play better 
for for Villarreal because they're going to see something that looks a little bit more familiar as opposed to that false nine where even the Arsenal players didn't know what the hell they were doing, but they found numerical advantages in midfield because they're like, wow, there's six of us right here. Let's just let's just keep the ball. And so, you know, Albiol and the and the, the the center backs that maybe aren't as well, they're a little bit older, so they maybe can't cover his ground. At least Albiol isn't, even though he scored. You know, it, it, I, I don't know. I just think it's sense for, for a center back like him. I think he needs a number nine to bang up against when he doesn't have anybody to mark. Sometimes that's where players can get lost and maybe step into midfield when they shouldn't. That opens up gaps for the other team to exploit. So, yeah, that was a really long way of me saying that I, as long as Unai Emery doesn't overthink it and just continue to do what he's been doing, I think they're going to get a result. I don't know if it's going to be a win, but I could see them to Benja's point as well, getting a goal for sure because Arsenal like the league goals and, and then trying to hold on for maybe like a one, one draw. Well, if Carlos Vaca starts, I feel that uh, Unai Emery is not afraid to make this an ugly game. I'm not speaking badly of Carlos Vaca's game. I just think that he definitely has a bruiser personality in him as well, and he doesn't mind getting stuck in. And obviously, as well, maybe playing this game more in the air as opposed to on the ground, trying to be a little bit more physical aerially. James, we've talked about Obama Yang, uh, the 200%. But who else are you looking for from an Arsenal perspective to make a difference? I think if you can get Granite Xhaka into central midfield and I did and, and partner him with Partey, that really gives you that solid base to dictate things. And then that, you know, there are so many options in the front line. I thought one thing that Arteta tried to do, and it, it didn't quite work out, but it had a it was a good idea, was against Slavia Park Prague to almost flip out the whole front line. He did it yeah. really late, remember, and Abamyang set up Pepe and they could have had another um and then they did Arsenal things. <laughs> and I think having that ability to just punch, add a bit of punch in the second half, be it Martinelli, be it Pepe, they will inevitably, this being Arsenal and this being Arsenal fandom, there will be people who are convinced Arteta's got the lineup completely wrong, but you've got five subs. So I think you can really, you know, and you've got a near full strength attacking group. You know, you can basically lift that front four out and put a new one in if need be. So I think Arteta making his substitutes at the right time, getting them in, making the most of the pacey players, Martinelli, Pepe, making sure that they're kind of attacking um, weak points of the defence. And also there's no one Foyth for uh, Villarreal. And I thought he was fantastic in the first leg. But look, it all comes down to not not doing dumb things, not kind of not playing Danny Ceballos. Maybe. <laughs> Which the red card helps, I think, in that situation. All right, well, let's get to the predictions because we have another game. Jimmy, talk to me. Betting lines, tips. Okay, betting lines. If you guys are feeling Arsenal... I just want to, you should consider Aubameyang hitting the back of the net. I do think that he is a confidence guy. Like I said, he scored on the weekend. He had a really good chance when he came on. It was very busy, even though they were down a man, or maybe at that point they were close to being even. And I just think he's going to he's gonna cause some headaches. So if you want him to win, I think both teams are going to score. Him to score, Arsenal to win, both teams to score, plus 400. I like that one a lot. And then, And then if you're just feeling it in general, the draw straight up, is excuse me the draw straight up is plus 250 if you mm. think Villarreal Villarreal's won nine straight Europa League games by the way against some good opponents plus 340 for Villarreal to win straight up so I really like the straight up stuff I was going to throw some exotics both teams to score whatever but that's actually really good value just straight up but I found one this is I have never found this before I haven't really I guess I haven't been looking for it Villarreal to win one of the halves they just have to win one of the halves it could be one zero whatever it is right they have to win one of the halves that's plus 175 I was like, I, I can get behind that. I think they will win one of the halves. Doesn't mean they're going to go on to win the game, but I think they could win one of the halves. Either they're trailing and need to get back in it, or they want to set the tone and score that first goal. I mean, if Villarreal score first, I think Arsenal are going to 
find it pretty hard to get back into it because then they're going to have to get stretched a little bit. The one thing I will say for all you tactic nerds out there, Samuel Chukwezi versus Tierney is going to be an unbelievable matchup, especially because Tierney's working his way back into match fitness. And just not only from, from defending Chuck Wazy, but also the other way. When Tierney bombs forward, he does such a great job of it. Will Chuck Wazy even follow him? And I say this because Juan Foyth, the right back for Villarreal, got hurt in leg one, didn't play over the weekend. So they have uh, Mario Gaspar, who doesn't have as much experience and could get run over by a Saka-Tierney tandem on, the, on that side of the field. So keep your eye on that side, because I think it could really dictate what ends up happening in the game. Yeah, no, great stuff there, especially the Villarreal winning one of the halves. I think that's uh, pretty interesting. All right, James, uh, give me your uh, predictions. Um, again, I've worked out how this whole game is going to play out. All right, talk to me. Gerard Moreno scores inside the first 10 minutes, okay. or Alcacer, or Baca. Arsenal get an equaliser before halftime. Game's all on the line. Score, score the second one, their second in the 80th, 75th to 80th minute. You know, and they're like, let's win this. Let's let's knock them out straight away. <laughs> Commit too many men forward. Francis Cochrane scores the, the equaliser on <laughs> the night. It's got to be Cochrane, isn't it? <laughs> and they get knocked out. Yeah, this is this is a bestseller right here. This is a great this is a great story. So it ends well, two all, and of course Villarreal win. I think the only thing we're saying it's a great story is I've seen it happen all the time with Arsenal. So <laughs> it's lazy script writing. Yeah, on my behalf. yeah. Your copy. This is like Fast and the Furious twenty eight. Like we we, we kind of know what's uh, what, what's essentially happening. All right. Well, Jimmy, w- what do you see? Yeah, I got one one in this one. Uh, I, I think that it'll be tight to start. I, I think there's going to be it's not going to be as wide open as maybe it could be. I think that Villarreal is going to poke and prod to figure out where the spaces are. They can hit them on a set piece like they did in leg one, then they will. But I don't think it's going to be too wide open. I think Arsenal has to take the initiative at some point. And I think that's what Unai Emery is waiting for. He knows these players intimately. So I feel like we think about who has the managerial edge. Unai Emery knows a lot of these core guys and how they play and their tendencies. And I think that plays into his hands. They just need to be patient. I think he knows this group well enough that like they're going to implode. Just give them the time to implode. Stay steady. And once they start to open up, we can hit them on the break. So I like 1-1. I do think that Aubameyang will score. Uh, Arsenal, I could see, honestly, we can make build a narrative for both. But I, I like the draw here, and that'll be enough for Villarreal to get to the final. And you have Villarreal winning one of the halves, maybe the first half? Yeah, I could see them winning the first half. You know, or or vice versa, frankly. But I think they will win one of the halves for sure. I like that bet a lot. And I've never seen it before or maybe wasn't paying attention to it before, but I like it a lot. And I'm going to put some money on that for sure. Well, when James said about uh, Moreno scoring early on, I, I was thinking similar things as well. So, well, my narrative, it's not going to happen because I've been wrong for the last three weeks, I think. But I, <laughs> I, I saw something slightly different where Arsenal's fate finally will go in their favor. And I felt that it was going to go 2-1 after 90 minutes. And then we get some free soccer, some free football. Hope not. (laughs) Yeah. For the sake of every journalist and reporter and analyst and anybody that has to talk about this game. Yeah, let's hope not. But I don't know. And after 90 minutes, Arsenal take it. But I don't know. We have three... Well, no, because both of you have a draw at the end of 90 minutes. So maybe you go with that. But I have it 2-1 to Arsenal, and then it goes into extra time. And then Arsenal takes it. Wow. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. We're going to come right back. Kego Lasso, uh, Europa League semifinal preview. Uh, the next one won't be that long, we promise. As Manchester United visit Joseph Mourinho's, not right now, but very soon, Roma. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. 
Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everybody. Gego Lasso, Europa League semi-final preview. Jimmy Conrad, James Bench. Uh, Jimmy, Hi. Manchester United visiting your Roma. Joseph Mourinho will be watching. What do you see here? Well, I, I think you make a good point. Jose Mourinho will be watching. So these players are on audition. They, they are now trying out to see if they can make the team for next season. Not only from... So Chris Smalling is like, again? <laughs> <laughs> not, and, and Mkhitaryan. Yeah, not, 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 uh, it's not only in terms of performance. It's also body language. How do you carry yourself? You're obviously dealing with a ton of adversity. How professional are you? I think that Jose Mourinho responds to players that take care of their business, that are tough, that have some grit that, that uh, despite the long odds, still have that belief that they can go out and get something done. And I think that type of spirit is also something that needs to be on display. Not only collectively, of course, that, that should be uh, a foregone conclusion, but also individual. Are you doing those little extra runs? Are you tracking back? Are you making the tackles a little bit harder than usual? He, he looks at all those little things. And I think that there's a lot at stake for a lot of these players in this particular game, especially a game where they have nothing to lose. They can go out there and play a little bit free because nobody expects them to get back into it. I will say, in fairness to Paulo Fonseca, who's a dead man walking as the manager of Roma right now, he was up 2-1 at half at Old Trafford. Yeah, it was maybe so against, weird. Maybe, maybe against the run of play a little bit, but they took their opportunities when they had him. But then they lost their starting goalkeeper. Okay, we've seen that before where – defenders sometimes get a little nervous. Like, oh, girl, here comes the backup who's not as good because they see him in training all the time. Then they lost Jordan Veratu, who is a, a very, very good midfielder. Former uh, villain. Yes, Spinazzola also got hurt in the first. He had to make three subs in the first half. And when I think about the analysis that I hear from all of us, we really don't even take that into consideration. So you lose three post-game. Three of your very good players, core players that you lean on to help you make plays, and they're out at the first half. And... Then, the, so, so Morante comes in, the backup goalkeeper. He gives up a couple goals, and maybe he shouldn't. They got a little unlucky. So they put in their third-string goalkeeper this past weekend, Fusato, and he made an error that led to a goal. So I don't know who they're going to start in goal, but either, whoever it is, I can guarantee you that the defenders in front of them aren't very confident, which means they have to do more work, which means they have to cover more grounds and do more things because they have a goalkeeper behind them that they're not confident in. We saw it with Ajax too, who had that third string goalkeeper against Roma in leg one, where he just made a mistake. And that cost him for me, that cost them the tie uh, against Roma in particular. So yes, I don't think Roma has much of a chance, but I do think that that new bump of Holy crap, Jose Marino is going to be coaching us will make a difference. I can see them scoring for sure. Man United definitely leaked goals. So both teams are going to score. It's just a matter of who is Ole Gunnar going to start. They have a week off, right? So they have their own dumpster fire issues going on without playing Liverpool. I, I don't know. I'm kind of really curious, actually, as to what you guys think. 
Yeah, well, James, uh, the mic is yours. What, what do you make? Obviously, 6-2 is the first leg lead right now. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, obviously, nowhere near as that. It's going to be a little tighter, but I still see Manchester United victorious in the second leg as well. James, what do you, what do you see? Um, I mean, interesting going on to Jimmy's point that Bruno Fernandes was the one doing press conference duty, which is usually a sign that you're going to play in the game. Um, and we know that Ole doesn't like resting Fernandes <laughs> exactly. and Fernandes does not like being rested. So I think that kind of, to me, and I'm looking at the traveling squad now, there's a couple of younger names, you know, Anthony Alanga, but he's basically taken his, his full strength team. Maybe you, you get players like Van der Beek coming in, but it will be a team that kind of on paper is stronger than, than Roma's and they've had a week off, you know, they're coming into this physically fresh. I think Solskjaer said it was mentally, they were, they were, they were a bit shook by everything that happened on Sunday. Equally, I think that kind of, it makes you as a player, all this off field stuff, it can affect you negatively, but you know, I look at this man United squad and I, they seem to me the sort that would be inclined to just put in a really good performance to try and take the focus back onto them and, and their qualities. Um, the only other thing I would say from a Roma perspective is if you look at how, you know, we, I think we last week we called it a suicidal high line. All the harder when you don't, when there's not those, Arsene Wenger used to call them automatisms, you know, the, the interlinking, the connections. You don't know the guy behind you. You don't know what he's as comfortable doing because you've not had those reps. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. I, I actually think Roma will kind of do themselves proud, but not ever really look like turning this into an upset. Yeah, Jimmy, throw those betting lines. Uh, then let let let's just, let's hear it. Yeah, so I I want you guys to consider Manchester United winning. I think we can all see that, especially because it looks like they're going to roll out a pretty strong team. I don't think that Ole Gunnar wants to give Roma that first goal and kind of get into that oh shit kind of mode. You know, you never want to get into that oh shit mode. So I think they're going to try to score first. But United win in over two and a half goals. There was eight goals in the first one, so this feels like a pretty good bet. Plus one forty there. I also like United to win both teams to score plus 190. So those are relatively safe, you know, not too, too crazy. If you guys think that they're going to be a penalty in this one, and why wouldn't there be? Because Bruno Fernandes is playing plus 195 <laughs> to get a penalty. Uh, it could be for, for Roma as well, right? So plus 195 is not bad. And then if you want to get really specific, I have a couple of Jimmy specials. Cavani and Bruno Fernandes, their numbers in the Europa League in particular throughout their careers are, are ridiculous. They, they get a goal and an assist in some capacity in every single game on average. So Cavani to score and United to win 2-0, 2-1, or 3-1 is plus 550. And Bruno to score in the same thing, 2-0, 3-1, is plus 600. It, it, it's tough. I mean, I wish William Hill would give you the old 3-2 in there too because I could see Roma really trying to go for it. But but those are just a couple that I think you guys should consider. But if you want to play it safe, play safer, let's say, uh, United to win and either over 2.5 or, or both teams to score have some pretty good value. No, I like that. I like Cavani here in this game. I, I feel like he's going to want to make uh, even more of a statement. I think, uh, especially since his former club PSG, no longer uh, in the Champions League. All right, he, lo- he, he loves scoring against Roma, by the way. Right. Uh, prior, prior to the first leg, he scored more goals against Roma than any other club during his time uh, with Napoli. Well, there you go. James Benz, give me your final score prediction. Yeah, one all. I think Roma will give it a go early on. United will weather that storm, probably get that, that equaliser. And uh, we'll all stop paying attention after about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, I'm going with 2-1, Manchester United. I think uh, I think it, all, it will be a one all situation, but then United's depth and talent will just be too much and, and just get that other goal. What do you see, Jimmy? I see the same. I could see it starting with Benji's one all, and then as the game 
gets near the end and Roma's just trying to push and show how much they love it and want to go get the win. They're going to leave themselves exposed in the back, very similar to what we saw in the first leg. And Mason Greenwood's going to come on and probably score or whatever it may be with fresh legs. So I, I like a 2-1 result. Well, there you have it. All right. Well, that was a Europa League semifinal preview. Hey, final thoughts. James Bench, give me your final thoughts. Yeah, I haven't got any. I'll give you all my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, by the time we hit around Thursday, James Bench is already feeling it. Because, you know, it's been, it's been a lot for you, bud. It's been a lot this I'm week. I'm so, so tired right now. <laughs> with the Super League, I'm not, you know, no, no one should complain. This is a privilege to do this job. But Super League, two straight weeks of European football, it's constant English teams. And, you know, we're kind of all, I mean, you know, behind the curtain, we're recording this before the Chelsea-Real Madrid game. So you kind of, you have these two things in your mind where you like, must remember, you know, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, all that stuff. And then you're like, yeah, but don't forget Arsenal. It, it is yeah, it's a lot. It's killing me, man. Yeah, no, Super League seems like it was a year and a half ago, but it really wasn't. It was so long. It's just so many things. Jimmy, final thoughts from you. You're not tired. Look at you. Roma, Roma, <laughs> Roma. We're winning the treble in the next three years. Come on, oh, Jose Mourinho. I love you guys. Oh my God, white boy summer for Jimmy Conrad. He literally left, he literally left. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and James Bench for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Gegolasso Pod. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We are on YouTube, CBS Sports app as well, cbsports.com. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and look ahead to the weekend. Have a great, great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.